Yes, hi, hey, hello, g'day, and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week, we discuss our 3-0 win over Adelaide, the race to the finals, and of course, we answer your questions. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Luke, Josh, and Morrow. Lads, 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 lads. How are we doing? Happy, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. God, it's good to be out of ISO. <laughs> yeah, how's your week been? <laughs> Isolated. <laughs> Did you miss anything? Um, miss any major events or might, good nights out? Might have missed one or two. <laughs> It's uh, heartbreaking that uh, that I did miss it, but you know what time it is. It is time for yet another winning pod, baby. That noise doesn't get old. It never does, because mm. it means good things. This is the Positivity Podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Winning Pod Ramble. Yes, we it's been good lately. Think what of ourselves as a lot of as a lot of things, but that's who we are. The five, Positivity Podcast. Five uh, five or so pods without having to talk about a loss. Woohoo! Clean sheet, baby. That's all right. Win it from six, anyone? Yes, thank you. <laughs> form team of the comp. Been calling Just it quiet. Yeah, I've undefeated in five. I think we are actually the form team of the comp, really. Well, if you if you don't let our CFG sort of ruin the fun, but <laughs> yeah. form team of the comp. The stats don't lie. We are the best in the league. Thank you. <laughs> Come on. The table lied last week, so, you know, surely still It still lies. does. It still does. It still does still actually lie a little bit. I know. I was going <laughs> to say, are we actually in the six? Because I know we're not. But... We we're are close. As, we're aspiring to that mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was over. <laughs> shout out, Mike. I uh, hope you're doing well, Mr. Mulvey. All right, let's dive into it with Fred's question. Fred this week asks, do we lock Josh Nisbet into a new contract or do we let him go and shine in a league that will show his amazing talent? Both. Lock, lock him in for five years and then sell him for a lot of monies. Lifetime contract. Yeah, we can do both. Yeah, Look, otherwise, I, none of that, that that late stuff. We don't do any of that. Keep Josh Nisbet right here. He's out of contract mm-hmm. at the end of this season, isn't yeah. he? Mm-hmm. Get a new um, one. Well, yeah, I'd be putting that Sort thing. that out. Signed a ting at Josh Nisbet. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'd be putting that in front of him ASAP for at least two or three. And, I mean, if he keeps playing the way he is, um, off-season move to somewhere. Mm. Where, I don't know. I think I think we, we spoke about this somewhere recently about what league would sort of suit his sort of style. Yeah. Somewhere like a Netherlands or Spain. Spain. Mm. Even Italy. Even a Japan. Yeah. With with mm. you know, for the majority, their their smaller statues sort of a players might be a good bit of a leap mm. for him to take initially. Mm. Mm. Um but I mean yeah the I mean the kids on fire at the moment. Mm. Controversial to keep him until uh, we get a good contract with him so that we can actually get a little payday out of it and he gets the benefit of that extra experience that everybody talks about. Don't leave for Europe too early. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, this, this, is, this is what we need to do, though. This is what... Continue the incline. Dylan Ruiz Diaz, hello. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this is what no, will no. fund the club, though, isn't it? Like, this is what yes. we should be doing. Sign these yes. kids up to multi-year deals. So. Then we sell them on. We get the sell-on clauses, all that sort of stuff. That's what we have to be doing. That's yes. what good business is in football, especially when hope, you're this club. I hope that the A-League is going to have a transfer system that saves us there as well and we could consider that because... That's uh, a whole other conversation, which is just complete <laughs> bullshit that 15 years, 16 years in, seven, whatever it is, we don't have transfers between clubs. It's Crazy. rubbish. Crazy. Rubbish. 
Yes, agree. No, so. think of the money we would have made. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and that we, you know, the the plans that you can put in place with players to be able to make that money as well, you know, because it's a different um, level that some players will aspire to. There, not every player thinks they're going to, you know, beat Europe. In a roundabout way, we did sort of get a transfer fee from an A League club for Anthony Caseras. When you think about it, it's too complicated for me <laughs> to think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to carry the one and then signed by City to, Football Group for Manchester yeah. City and then immediately loaned back yeah. to Melbourne City. And I think it's, it's all in the paperwork. It's <laughs> incredible that we made money off that. I think yeah. I don't know if they closed that loophole or, or what the go but was, but we made money off Silvera as well. We made money off Silvera. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank. We also made uh, money off uh, Cabsy. That's, right. That's right. We did too. Decent did. money too. Where is he? Yeah. Korea? Is that's, he still there? That's going to yeah. need a Google later. Fair but yeah. even uh, like with Gianni, we've we made money from him. We've got the sell-on clauses in there. Um, there's, you know, that's what we need to be doing. We need to have you know five or ten, you know, players that are out overseas in the next sort of five years or so that have all got sell-on clauses, and that's that's all what's going to help the club. So. Totally, uh, totally slipped me by, but I uh, totally forgot that Cabsy actually came back and played two games at the Jets um, oh, back yeah, in 2019 too. and uh, then went to Western United for 1920 uh, as well. Yep, remember that. That was there the last go. time I thought of him yeah. that season. <laughs> so is he done? Look, what's he done? Uh, spent 2021 over in Thailand for Nakon Mazda Football Club. And it uh, looks like he's now actually a free agent. So... We're looking for another winger. So, how, so you how, how random. buy him again so that we can sell him again and make money. Again. <laughs> Why not? No, you're onto it, Boise. And he, you know, at the head of the queue is he and uh, Daniel, because yep. these are these are the young players that, to me, are, are standing out enough at the moment that they should be in our thoughts about whether or not they do have a future somewhere else. And considering looking after ourselves to make sure we do uh, make good business out of them. Yeah, um, I mean, there's 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 three that instantly comes to mind. It's Niz, Hall, and Rolls. Mm. Um, Faz Faz, yeah Faz, you know Faz really potentially He's started What, every league game this season Besides the one that he's Been suspended for And Monty's um, already called him out And said, you know Potential Next one off to Europe Yeah, 100% mm. That's that's what will That's what will fund this club We, I know I know people don't like it I know people don't like it But we are a selling club And we most that's likely Always will be That's a fact So yeah. you, you either need to get on board Or you're going to keep getting pissed off about us moving on young players that's but the that's way what we, we are that's, that's the way that we not just we but the league sits in the global football landscape yeah. we're a minnow at it the end of the day our DNA we're a development uh, we're a development club but also a development league we well, should be anyway. Graham Arnold disagrees <laughs> aggressively <laughs> but if, if we can Joel be, King can get a move yeah exactly <laughs> oh, you're joking me <laughs> if we can be competitive then I don't see why we don't like that I do like that that, that yeah. is who we are and I, I happen to like that about us so yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for that, and yeah, there's a long list of them to be honest, because more up the, some of that queue than we might think is Lewis Miller as well. I we mean, got Hatchy. We got a whole list of academy products, if you want to call it that, that um, we should be capitalising on. Yeah, if we don't get if we don't get any money for Lewis Miller, I'll be pissed. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Never shit, always good. Uh, the Central Coast Mariners, of course, unbeaten in five. Uh, another win on the weekend, of course, taking down Adelaide at Central Coast Stadium. 3-0, Joe Gauchi getting sent off in the 27th minute. Took a little bit while, uh, took a little while, I should say, for us to, um, can I say, penetrate their defences? 
you can. This is a PG podcast, so however. Uh, but <laughs> so you're saying we were trying to penetrate 10 men? Yes. <laughs> and we got there eventually. It took a while. It's Slow and steady wins the race. Uh, I messaged several group chats like it's it's one of those nights, isn't it? It's it's happening. Yeah, it, it got to half time, and I thought it's going to be the banana skin game where the other team goes down to 10 men, and especially when it's a goalkeeper. And, you know, they've got to mm. make the sub. The young kid comes on. They have to do the old uh, sacrificial lamb for someone that's on the field, which was obviously going to be one of their attacking players. And then they just went to two banks of four with two right up top and try and play on the counter. And uh, we we looked good. We looked good for the most part. But we, we, we just had to be patient. And it was it was hopefully going to come eventually, and it did. Um, and in hindsight, yeah, it, it was a very patient and reasonably professional performance, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, I think professional is a good way to put it. I, I think it was... Yeah, you know, we could have easily, you know, tried to push too hard and then get caught on the counter and, you know, they, they, they were obviously missing quite a few players too, but they still had the players on the park to do some damage, especially with uh, Toure up top and behind. But we did well. We defended well. We we got to half time, and then I thought, surely the longer this goes on against 10 men, we will get something out of it. Did Toure, yeah. Was Toure able to find his way home after being in Daniel's pocket? No. <laughs> Got lost. <laughs> he must have some pretty deep fucking pockets. He, he really does. He's got, he's got a, a lot he's got of good, plays. He's got a good collection. <laughs> he tried to get in a Cameron Windust pocket, but um, <laughs> Dan mostly had him. Yeah, no, it, it was a pretty difficult, you know, job for him to have to do. Um, he was put in that position of being the hold-up man, and to be honest, I thought we we pretty much covered that nicely. We gave away a few corners, a few too many corners, I think, and that. Um, made us made it feel like we're under pressure, I guess, because we've leaked some um, free kicks and and set pieces recently. But all in all, it was professional. It's easy in, with the benefit of hindsight mm. to say that um, we were patient because we were not patient in the stands at all. I was becoming very impatient before mm. we scored. However, then the avalanche started and. Uh, all of that. The prawn, so the prawn sandwiches were being gripped tightly. <laughs> exactly. The, I even picked up the squash ones that came out on the floor and that it was fine by then. We were good. Um, we were, you know, we were rolling in the bays by that time because uh, it was pretty wet up there. But other than that, our team finally got there. But yeah. Yeah. 21 All shots and nine on target. So you know that something had to come eventually. Mm-hmm. All it was going to take for that was that uh, was that one goal and the floodgates will open. And they mm-hmm. did, of course. Um, it's Lewis Miller who came on around the 60th or 61st minute and kind of changed the game a little bit, gave us a bit more, I guess, dynamic attacking intent than we previously Pace. had. Pace and, and power, baby. Power. <laughs> Modern football. And, I mean, Storm, Storm had a good game. I thought Storm... I thought Storm was fine. Yeah, I thought he was Storm solid. Storm did what he had got, to. Got forward, showed good... Uh, uh, good a good engine. Um, he got goal side of his man a few times. That's a pr- that's an improvement. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't quite have the pace and power that Miller has though. Yeah, I think Lewis had about four nutmegs in about three minutes when he came on. <laughs> he loves that. He loves a nutmeg. Yeah. Loves yeah. It. I think my my wife uh, described Lewis Miller quite well when he came on. It, it was like he's like a dog that's been dissexed, <laughs> and he's like had to sort of sit at home for a week, and then he can go and play again. And he just he's on the pitch, and then all of a sudden he's skinning people, mm. playing little wall passes. Getting bloody nutmegs and demanding crosses. Yeah, he just wants the ball. Wants yeah. wants to be out there. Mm. Wants to get involved. And I mean, the ball that he put in for Marco's goal was just oh, chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. Absolutely, big time, big chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to Nizzy with the secondary yes. assists. I think we're talking about secondary, secondary assists. Secondary assists. Come at me, secondary <laughs> assists, baby. Useless stat, but hey, Nizzy got two of them. Shrugged uh, off his man. Shrugged off his man, and then put in a 
inch perfect pass to, to Lewis who could just hit it first time. Yep. And you ran, you said, I'll hit this one first time as well. about the finish. Oh, super finish. I mean, class. He made that look so casual. I you know, know he that scored at a World Cup. I heard. <laughs> it looked like it. Like, that's that's <laughs> yeah. what the scorer at a World Cup would look yeah. like if I was looking at one. That's I, how you I knock think. out some minnows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you're saying we just need to give him first time balls straight at him for him to finish and not, don't give him any time. Don't to give him time to yeah. think. Yeah. Well, you got to get those angles as well because Marco Storm, Storm couldn't. Uh, in his time out there, get into the positions that Lewis did and still have the ball in a good position to make a good pass like that, whereas Lewis did it at will quickly and regularly in that period just after he came on. And so to me, where we were trying to get in behind mostly with our two strikers, and we did that with balls over the top from Nears and that kind of thing, it was, it was a different angle that they were then expected to tidy up and they weren't very good at it, to be honest, in, in that short period after he came on. It was it's It's weird to watch us score a nice quality goal from open play. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't happen enough. A few of them even. And then we popped up with three. And I mean, even even just in the lead up to that goal, like you said, Pete with Nisbet, mm. what, what he did in the lead up to that goal is exactly why I think we look a better side with him sli- slightly higher up, mm. playing central. You know, him, Nisbet in control of the game in the last two weeks, we have looked so much better. Mm-hmm. So much better. And I know there's a lot of people calling for Ollie to come back and that's fine. But, you know, I think Maxi's been okay. Maxi frees Niz up to do a lot more because Maxi gets his hands and does the dirty work. Yeah. And I, I, th- I think if Ollie comes back, that's all good. But there, there needs to be some sort of a discussion had about the positioning of the two midfielders that Niz needs to be in, in control of the game mm. and that Ollie is the one that sits back mm. because... Niz is just so clean on the ball. It's mm. ridiculous. Mm. It's stupid. Yeah, we spoke about it last week, how, how quick he is in transition, how quick he is to turn. He's two passes ahead of the game. Yeah, and it, very good segue. Even in the lead up to the ball, I can't remember who passes him the ball. It might, it might even be Ballard. Mm. I think that maybe passes it to Niz, but mm. right before he receives it, he looks over his right shoulder, looks looks to see where the defender is, looks back and then and then he receives the ball. And then he instantly knows that the defender's there and he's back and then he guards the ball and then he, and then he turns away from him. Mm. You know, even just those sort of little things, just like the look over the shoulder mm-hmm. is just, it's it's always, just so always smart. Scanning, always scanning. Always scanning. Yeah. 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 Without being too controversial about it. 90, You're going to do it 90, again, aren't you? Yeah, of course oh, I am. 90% there with you and totally you know, totally agree that it's Niz that should be running, definitely running part of the game there for sure. And, and he was pretty effective, but... I, I wonder whether or not a fit and fresh Ollie would have been able to crack the defence earlier than, than what we did. And, and I reckon that we should, in that situation when we're playing against 10, we should want to be aggressive. So there was a few super aggressive things we could have done immediately after the send-off, like maybe change to the dread of 433 that you actually joked about last <laughs> week. It kind of almost seemed appropriate in some of those moments there. So for me, that it's a bit about the three that we would put in that midfield, not the two, and that I think Ollie is one of them and I think Niz is one of them. So I think that in my plan, Maxi probably misses out, which seems a bit harsh because he, he was, you know, machine-like. What he doesn't have that Ollie can deliver is that second option so that when uh, we've already forced the defence to think that it's Niz that's going to play that um, defence splitting ball, it turns out to be Ollie. And I think that is something that we will want to have in the team going forward. Has Ollie played many 
defense splitting balls though this season? Not like that. Really? Well, he may not have. Um, I, I can't actually remember a, a, you know, a good example of what I'm talking about, but I can remember him taking games by the scruff of his neck, in particular scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that part of what he delivers is something that, like, for example, we saw Maxi pick up the ball at least two or three times in the second half and be able to have a shot from the edge of the box. Those opportunities are Ollie moments for sure. Mm. Um, Even the couple of ones with Niz, when yeah, he's sort of hanging around the edge of the box, if that's Ollie, you imagine he's probably going to shoot yeah, 85% and, of the time. And the only part missing from that part of midfield's game without Ollie is scoring goals. And Niz hasn't quite proven that yet. But surely, if, you're, if you want your DM to score goals as often as what? Some people seem to think he should be scoring them. Surely you've got bigger issues. <laughs> oh, I think the balance is that in a game like this, when we should be able to all-out attack a team because we've really got them by the throat, they've got a, they're a man down, it's a key man, etc. Mm. That's when I wondered whether or not it was a good time for Ollie to be there with Niz, to be honest. If we're playing against a team that's really going to put us under the pump in the midfield, then I probably want more Grant than Niz and Ollie. And, and right now, it's probably Maxi. Mm. Yeah, and Maxi's been good. Like he, you know, he, he hasn't been anything... I wouldn't say he's sort of been setting the ward on fire. He's definitely still making mistakes, but I like him in that midfield. I like the way he, he uses his body. Yeah. He's strong. I agree. I think he's pretty he good on the ball. ball. He keeps wins the a lot ball. of ball. He yeah. puts himself in good positions. The yeah. enthusiasm level there is, you know, an example for the team. It's it's not something that Ollie delivers. <laughs> something you and I talk about, Luke, the, the Maxi Ballard turn. The, Maxi the way Ballard he uses turn. his body to shield shield away the defender and turn and open oh, up space for himself. It was sensational. There was one off a throw-in, which I can't remember what minute it was. It was 66 or so? Yeah. Someone threw the ball to him and the – the Adelaide player was right behind him and yeah. he made it look like he was going to go straight back towards the byline and then he instantly went the other way on a sweaty good... He took two of them out of it. Like the Adelaide player went, where the fuck did he go? And he was like <laughs> three metres away already. It's just, it's those little things that I see from Maxi and from Niz that I don't know if Ollie brings. And I, I'm not saying that Ollie doesn't have a place in the team, mm. but he just brings something different. I think they, they all bring their own little bits. Absolutely. And I don't know if there's room for all three. No, I don't think there is either. For me, it would be Ollie and Niz. I think, yeah. there's, I think there is room for all three. Four, three, two, one. <laughs> Fucking. Well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a hard discussion, you know, though. Midfield and trio of Ollie, Niz and Nisbet. Like, tell me how you make that better. Did you just... I love that. I'm down for two Tell me how you make that better. If you can put a Dan Hall in there, we'll be all over it. Oh, fuck. All we want is a team of Josh and Nisbet. Elon Musk, if you're listening, if you can clone Josh Nisbet, if you can work out how to do that, that'd be great. But no, seriously, yeah, Ollie, Maxi, and Niz. And then you got Marco and whoever you want in front of him. You can play Nico there. You can play Benny there. And this is the thing with Niz. Niz can play as more of a 10 in well, that. You can play Niz there. Yeah, and you can have Ollie. With Steely and Maxi. Yeah. Or you can push Dan Hall up to a holding yeah. midfielder. Niz is like a 10 and 8 mm. and a 6 all in one. He's whatever you want him to be. He's and maybe brilliant. a winger sometimes as well, as, <laughs> as he showed last season. Like, And I put this question out there the other, the other day about, you know, name me another Australian midfielder that's, you know, 21, 22, 23, that's getting as many minutes, he's as consistent and is having as much of an impact on a game as what he is at the moment. Mm. But it, I, I feel like he's not in the conversation enough. And that's Doesn't, obviously coming from very yellow and blue uh, glasses. But, you know, him, Angus Thurgate, mm. uh, Aidan O'Neill. Metcalf. Metcalf. Metcalf, yeah. 
somebody raised another one. I that, can't think. That young Sydney kid, what's his name? Yazbek, yeah, but yeah, he, he, he hasn't played he anywhere hasn't played near as the amount of minutes, though. It's only so, four I mean, five games in. Nisbet has to be in the easily in the top five midfielders in the league. Yeah, absolutely in that mm, conversation. Easily. Yeah. And if you look at goals, Angus Sergei scored five this season. Mm. Obviously, Niz has only got the one. But for me, like I said before, if Angus is scoring that many goals, that's more of an issue for what's happening up top. Well, you, you did mention as well that Nizzy can play 6, 8, 10, you know, 7, 11 like he did last season as well. Don't yeah. forget, the only game that he played as a nine, he also scored. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it a bit boils down to the fact that we don't really want to play three, mid, three midfielders. We wanna, I don't think we do. We want to play two up top and we want to play two wide men and therefore we want those two guys to play in the middle, mm. be that in a 4-2-2, 4-2-2-2 or a 4 However you want to view that because it'll it'll change. But those two, I think that's the bit where I would be thinking about who the opposition is, how much we're going to get dominated in the midfield because mm. we've started to play a decent game with uh, the two boys up front running in behind, especially wide. Not too wide but in those channels anyway. And mm. So we, we weren't too bad at that. But it wasn't that that broke them down on the weekend and I wonder whether or not Ollie and the team would help with some of that breakdown play. Yeah, and I'm, I'm completely fine with sticking with the two in the midfield. It's, it's just it's a very interesting discussion at the moment with, you know, your captain, former Socceroo. Mm. Some people still think he should be a current Socceroo, but I'm not entirely sure about that. You know, him being out for the last sort of couple of games and how well we have played, mm. I mean, Monty's got a pretty big headache it is it is a massive headache for the coach i don't know though is it really a headache or is it just a way of him like what we're going to see is he'll rotate those through as we play all of these games in a short succession so i think it is a headache do you think ollie's going to be content riding the pine uh, well yeah that's what i was about to say it's a headache from it's a headache for monty to manage mm. especially given his relationship with ollie mm. goes mm-hmm. back back to grand final year i think yep um, but is it, or is he just a professional about it, or are they both just professionals? You'd think about they it? would both be professionals, definitely given their yeah. experience in the game and, as you say, their existing relationship. But I don't think Ollie would be happy on the bench. Benching your captain, of course, he big, wouldn't be happy call. on the bench. Yeah. But, you that, have to but think I don't see that as a squad splitter. No, maybe not. I would hope not. You know, I, what, he's Ollie's what, 32, turning 33 this mm-hmm. year? I think. Yep. You would have to think he's probably got one good payday left overseas. I don't know his financial situation, obviously, if he needs the money or not. But <laughs> you would you would ho- have to think he maybe wants one last sort of move over to Asia to mm. sort of uh, fill the bank account up before the end of his career. Yeah. And he would not want to be sitting on the bench. Yeah. No, but he would know how football clubs work as, yeah, good, as well as anyone. Yeah. And uh, you But know. you get to that stage of your career, you have to become selfish at some point, surely. Yeah. Absolutely, and then he's still got. Oh, he's off. He's off contract at the end of the season, but he's got a one-year option. Mm. Um, so if that option gets activated, you know, does does he want it activated? Does he stick around, yeah. or does his agent start shopping him around? And if then if we lose Nisbet game time in the off-season to an overseas thing, then he, he essentially comes back into the squad. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's yeah, it's a it's it's a weird one. Mm. We don't want to do that. It's a fun discussion just, that. Just, Stop, stop saying that. <laughs> a little bit scared. Moz, you did mention it. The two guys up top, their partnership keeps blossoming. Jason Cummings uh, scoring the second goal of the game in the 91st minute. It was Marco Urenia who slipped him through. It's a delightfully weighted ball to pick him out as well. The bromance is blossoming. For sure. Is, is the bromance here? 
the cum dog Marco Urenia Bromets. So, Moz, I think you mentioned off air something that you saw after the game between uh, the cum dog and and um, and Urenia, and I think Urenia's kids were having a kick on the pitch post game. Yeah, just like you know, family stuff. I was being a fanboy there, trying to get something on my loose cannon, and when you were um, abusing your privilege of being a volunteer <laughs> and wanting things signed, that's hey, what you fans, were doing. <laughs> fans had not left the ground yet. Well, until Noah and I turned the lights off. No, no, <laughs> no. I was not abusing anything, but um, but uh, when Jason came out, then the young Arena fellas were out who can kick a ball. Oof. Um, were kicking a ball in the driveway and um, so then it was the whole call from the end of the driveway, I'll put you into the mixer. I'm sure I did that wrong for sure. but um, I'll I'm, give you one more try. <laughs> I'm not going to try again because okay. uh, that is my best effort already. But then down and – It was you know, better than your French. It's all, it's all hugs and um, smiles and good times. So for me, I, just, I, I, I was looking at them thinking – this looks like a group of people who are enjoying spending their time together at the moment and that's how it looks on the pitch as well right now. Absolutely. How yep. was the ball and how was the finish? I mean, two, two hot bits of quality. And I'm going to do it again. Nisbet in the build-up. I'm yes. sorry. Secondary assist, baby. Secondary assist. <laughs> and if you watch in the build-up, I can't remember if it's from a throw-in or it's, it's some sort of weird sort of a looping ball that sort of bounces. He gets squished between two Adelaide players and somehow still manages to stick out his little leg and gets the ball away to Marco. Yeah, who has come away from his man and bought that central defender into um, the you know gap in between the midfield and yeah. the and the last four, and and that's where Jason runs. It's a great ball outside of the foot, bit of guile on that as well, mm. and then and then Cummings opens himself up as if he's going left and goes perfectly. Just waited that's that, 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 that split second perfectly long right. to make the goal. Someone says striker. That's the striker. number nine finish that we've exactly. wanted to see for this team in a long time. Absolutely. Textbook. Was it that that little feint where he's just about to shoot, where he almost like I'm faints like he's going to go left, here. no, goes to not. the right. That was beautiful striker's <laughs> play. It was. So once again, all all, very odd to watch us score a nice goal, <laughs> <laughs> let alone two in a row. Yeah. All of a sudden, we've got nice things. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's very and strange. It, and it wasn't ready to stop. Um, can no, we go on? It didn't, it didn't stop. Of course, Lorena with his second assist of the night. Uh, Matty Hatch had, geez, just everything in front of him. No Nisbet involved in this one, so I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> 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 I'm sure he touched a ball at least, I don't know, maybe 10 touches before Somewhere. that or something. Yeah. So we can give him like a, uh, I don't know. One pass counter attack, anyone? Give him a, yeah. give maybe him a super. He probably won the ball back <laughs> and made the pass to Marco. Give him a 0.01 XG for that, whatever he did. <laughs> what is the more useless stat, XG or secondary assist? XG. XG for sure. I just had, oh, oh. yeah, no, I had XJ. Secondary assist count when it's Nizzy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've I've had a bunch of secondary assists in my career, so I'm going to, I'm going to say XJ is useless. Down? Okay, good. Good. (laughs) But yeah, the one pass counter attack. Love it. Yeah. Perfect ball over the top for Marco. And I mean, they were there for the taking at this point, obviously. Yeah. As we said, one goal, the floodgates open. They did, you know, it took another 10 minutes or so to, to get a second, but we got a second, a third game very quickly. Yeah. Very smart finish from Hatch too. Tidy. Yeah. Very tidy. Did the same thing that obviously Cummings did. And even just the run from Cummings in the middle mm. was enough to make the goalkeeper and the defender sort of Has second guess. Do we go to him? What way does the goalkeeper block? And Hatchy, you know, again, just waited that split second long to make his sort of decision and it, it worked well. Straight for the leaks. wasn't just the Nine. run from Cummings as well. Straight Dan Hall <laughs> was steaming into the box for that as well. What? What? What's the go with that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's I the 90, love it. It's the 93rd minute of yeah. a game. You know, 
I think what needs to be said on top of all this is that we did play against 10 men for the majority, but yep. we had to play what was in front of us, right? Mm. Makes that run after <laughs> 93 minutes to get up into the... I mean, firstly, how? How does, he, how does he manage it? Yeah, how does he get out of the corner scramble to get up there? Yeah, <laughs> so I, think, I think he's just said everyone hang back. I'm going on an adventure. Yeah, going on goes. an adventure. <laughs> Actually, he, didn't he do it in the first half with the ball too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Ran into he the box. Made, yeah. Dan, come on. <laughs> we like that. Getting too Keep confident. Going. Getting too confident with that jawline. Keep going. We I'm like sorry. <laughs> I know you've got a good jawline, but let's just relax. I'm not right, sure Dan? about the Lewis hair, but um, yeah. <laughs> I told him that after the game. Not, not too sure, sure about did. the Lewis hair. <laughs> Speaking of centre-backs, starting debut for Cam Windust as well. Thought he acquitted himself very well. A yes. new East Gosford Ram. Ram. Local Ram. Mariners. How did I not know he that? He is. Yeah, Local right. boy appears to have... Done quite good. Once again, done good, yeah. yeah. I knew he was local. I didn't know he was a Ram. Um, no, I think he did well. Um, as we were saying off air, you know, didn't really notice him too much and that's what you want from his centre-backs. I mean, and as well, you kind of have to credit him too because thrown in kind of under pressure in what was really a must-win game when you look at the table, right? Like we pretty much every game for the rest of the season is basically a final Yeah. given how close it is now. After a few results on the weekend, I think it's – Sixth spot is there for the taking and as well probably fifth to a degree. Um, but it's it's a pretty it's a pretty pressure run home, right, with all these results. Played just like it was another game of football. <laughs> <laughs> like he was good. He's got the height on him, he's you know, he's pretty strong, nice and calm on the ball. Good touch too. Good touch. Mm. And, you know, from what we saw in the academy, you know, we thought he was gonna be all right. But mm. I I didn't, you know, obviously Pretty uh, unfortunate circumstances with how he got his spot in the side, um, but all things considered, you know, very good performance. And I, yeah, obviously we don't know what's happening with Ruan at the moment and sort of how long he's going to be off for. But um, you know, we know that he's there for another, another sort of a handy backup when we need it. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think you know the club's obviously going to say to him, take as much time as you need and 100%. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, Wendy definitely uh, more than solid back up there and, and Kai Rolls to come back in too, don't forget. Yeah, well, he I assume he – because he would – He got know, COVID, he, so yeah, he'll be he, out he of – He wouldn't have been out of ISO in time to fly to uh, Saudi. No. Obviously. So would assume he is straight back in uh, – this weekend. Think, yeah, against Western. Just Chomping so. at the bit, surely. Depending Possibly. on what his uh, symptoms and that were like, I have no idea. Yeah, so, what his what yeah. fitness like. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I said, if Windus has to start again, then all for it yep. based on that performance. Absolutely backing him. Yep. Looked after Moturo well. Like, yeah. had, had really no opportunities, didn't give anything away, played smart against him the whole time. This is good. That kind of match is a good opportunity really for a young player to cut his teeth like that when... Um, you've probably got a bit of backup most of the time, but it was never needed for him. 49 passes, 92% passing accuracy. Nothing wrong with that. Good, Someone who he's job. played next to in the academy for so many years as well. I think he had uh, two years in the academy next to next to Hawley um, on and off sort of thing. So that's definitely helped him being next to a familiar partner there. It just looks normal. That Like nothing seems to have changed there because those <laughs> pair were playing as the pairing. Yep. One eight out of 12 jewels. Very that's impressive. Good. That's good. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Another tough day at the office for Benny Encololo. Oh my boy, what's going on? Mm. My boy Benny. He um he's had a tough he struggled. Yeah. He's had a tough two weeks, which is weird because he 
was kind of setting the world on fire when we were getting these really bad results from last-minute equalisers, <laughs> then the two games where we've played really well, he's definitely struggled. His girlfriend's gone back to France. Yes, that is the rumour we've heard. That's, well, um, so yeah, so there it is. It was obviously setting the world on fire when, when she was over here. You know, it's like when you're playing Sunday League and, and you know, your crush comes to watch you on Sunday League. Yeah, and you've got to be good. You go yeah. And, yeah, you go and absolutely bang goals in for fun and, and now she's gone. I thought Benny was all right. I don't think the way we played the game suited Benny or the wingers' toil, to be honest. We mostly wanted to get him behind uh, sort of a bit narrower than that from what I could see. A fair few balls went over the top, to be honest. But mm. that hasn't worked for us in the, mm. in past matches, but it did in this match. Um, I think that's a fair point because probably Noah probably didn't have as much no, of an impact I, as I what he did. I felt it was harder mm. for our wingers to get an impact. Um, yeah. I, d I don't think either of them played badly. I just don't think that they were as directly involved, whereas there was a lot of times where, you know, the ball comes up over the top or through from Niz to Marco or Niz to Jason. Um, and we got a lot of cutback um, ball in the box from that kind of thing, especially in the first half, but a little bit in the second half as well. So... Yeah, that that was harder for our wingers, I thought. So, didn't didn't you know? Think it was a bad job by Benny. It just wasn't his, you know, best game. Wasn't his best. Faz, jeez, putting his body on the line when it was one nil too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean that could have been that was a goal saving. Line. That was almost like a goal saving. Yeah, that was well. I. I didn't think I could like him anymore, but I like Faz even more after that. Yeah, because it, it was it was smart as well as. Pretty courageous as well. Selfless, he, yeah. He was marking his man, read the play well enough to see, oh, shit, nobody's on this guy that's free in the box, which is probably another issue. But mm. that ball that was whipped in was really good, was going right to that guy's head and Faz got there first because it went out for a corner mm. and absolutely poleaxed himself. And uh, I can't remember who it was. Did not look, it looked like it did not tickle, put it that way. Yeah, it blew up straight away. I'm surprised he didn't yeah. come off straight away for that one there. And Well, yeah. he wanted to keep playing because I know <laughs> – when he stood up, he wasn't even going to go off with uh, with Lloydy because, mm. but he still had to mm. because there was no, it was there was no uh, yellow cards or anything sort of given, and he was just he was about ready to go and line up and keep sort of playing, and they went no, well, no, you have to go off, yeah. and then he came back on, and then it just turned up into this egg, yeah. So hope he's alright. It wouldn't surprise me if we don't see him against Western. Yeah, I wouldn't if be surprised concussion. if he's got a concussion there because he he looked pretty rough. Yeah. But you got Smithy who can, or Smithers or Smiggles or Noah, mm. who can. Uh, Whichever one you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and we'll it's have like other options that we can consider on the wing as well. So, mm. yeah. yeah, well, I mean, Matty Hatch is you know, exactly. starting to exactly. stake a claim for some more minutes there. As we said, good finish. Two good finishes, in two, two games, games in a row. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. I'll tell you what, with his finish, though, I, as he was making his way into the box, I was starting to get a little bit concerned. I'm like, does he have too much time to think about this? <laughs> <laughs> Is it the Marco effect? He had a good, the, the don't Mar think, yeah. just shoot. Yeah. He yeah. had a good look at Jason just before the keeper. And uh, he, he looked he looked up, you know, yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. 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 But he had a good look there right at the right moment when the keeper's like, yeah, I'm going with the eyes. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's gone through my legs <laughs> <laughs> Exactly um, Before we get to the last disciplinary stuff Was there a pen for Storm Roo? I know that's earlier in the game We've been past that But was there a pen yes. for Storm Roo? Yes. yes Well, I don't know because maybe you can't tell in Pyramount um, video whether or not there is <laughs> actually a touch or not, but it looks like there's maybe the most minute touch from the defender. You're joking. If there is, then then maybe the I'm There was maybe the most minute touch on his foot before they took out both his legs. Yes. <laughs> I, I think it was a pen, but, it, but I'll, I, I was willing to accept that Fagani 
felt that their defender had got the most minute God, touch on it, right? Garbage. Oh. But if that was the case, it was a corner, which Pagani didn't give. So no. <laughs> we were left sitting there. I think uh, what, the only – What happened? The Pagani. only thing that I can maybe, maybe <laughs> excuse him, maybe, maybe think for that one was maybe he thought that Storm's touch was too heavy. He was never getting to that ball Okay, anyway. fair enough. Well, that what, was, what was his thing? <laughs> that was my first thing when I saw it too on the big screen. I thought, is it the case that the ball's too far away? Mm. And that's why he's not going to give it because that's generally the reasoning that you see for those ones. Yeah. If you're trying to avoid the swinging tackle, then the little toe punt forward is always going to be a play whether or not it's close enough or not. I still reckon that's a pen oh, that takes him out. But yeah. So it's still yeah. a pen. Um, it took a long time for the red card to come. Sorry, I know I'm diverting us back onto stuff. We probably don't. Well, no, want that to was go. what I wanted to come back to as well. That, Thank you. Oh, are we circling back? Is that what's we happening? Are, we, are, we put a pin Sorry, in it. Sorry, I circled us. Yeah. We are circling back. Let's okay. let's unpack the red card. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just whinging that Fagani didn't just send the guy off. It was obvious, and it was obvious from the first replay. How does he miss that? I don't know. I can't see that as the yellow card ever, ever. I don't get it. No, and, and you even see the goalkeeper, which I granted Fagani didn't see, the goalkeeper at the last minute changes course and takes out Marco intentionally. You can see that in the replay. Fagani didn't see that, but he was clearly the last man. I guess he was. He believed he wasn't able to see that he was the last man, but I think there was But last another, man's not the rule. No, and it's direct on yeah, goals. Yeah, dogs are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, you can have maybe this 14 comes, people in front of him if you want to. But, but if he denies a direct goal-scoring opportunity, it's still a red card. Yes, and so I guess that's what was exercised because there was another game where a goalkeeper came out and took somebody out, uh, Brisbane yeah, the, game? Yeah, the Brisbane game. Um, yeah. And that uh, there's no way the goalkeeper was the last man there, but he got a red card as well. Yeah, you? which is 100% right. Yeah, well, yeah. it certainly could be. but Unless you listen to the commentary cases, who keep on going, last man, last, last man, man, last man, yeah. and that's not no. what the rule is. No. Yes. What was the game of dog so? Well, it looked, yeah. Like, yeah. it looked like a pass into the net if um, he doesn't get taken out, Marco. Yeah, exactly. So, so something that just came to mind, actually, is um, on the A-League's socials over the last couple of days, we saw um, some uh, audio released of the oh. conversation between Sean Evans and who was in VAR in the... Um, uh, KJJ, I assume. Yeah, it might have been um, in the Melbourne Victory Wanderers game the other night, mm. where Sean Evans gave a penalty and VAR came back to check it. I think um, they were checking for the offside and the build-up. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I would love, just love to hear the commentary or the audio rather between the VAR and Sean Evans from the Melbourne City game, <laughs> but also from this game between Kate Jaskowicz and uh, and Fagani. Release that the card. tapes. Release the tapes. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. You can't. Can we, you can can't we actually pick and choose. You There's can't pick reason. and choose. There's a reason why those tapes aren't re- released. Though you isn't can't it? only release. That's what bothers us. The audio that is like, look how good this is. This is how it's meant to work, and ignore the other shit. Is there any way that we can get them under like freedom of information laws or something? I don't know how FOI laws work, but <laughs> surely. That, oh. Release I, the tapes. I, I hate it when they do this. And there was the one. Um, Start a petition. There was the yeah. one either from last season or the season before with Jared Gillette that went super viral because yes. it was very early in the VAR piece and yes. we all were one of the first leagues to adopt it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it went super viral in like England and they were going, this is how it should be used and blah, blah, blah. And I hate it when they do that because it's not that's not how it always works, clearly. Yeah, it's no. not always not good. Not even how it mostly works. Not so you mean, can't just release the good stuff and mm-hmm. hide the shit stuff. Yeah, and I hate to go back to it, but I'm going to. The Sean Evans decisions against us um, in the Melbourne City game because, you know, we've been told that the reason that they took so long to give is because he was trying to argue his point against the VAR's point. Yeah. Saying, and no, you're wrong, I'm right. 
And on John Evans. No, you're wrong. I'm right. That's what it would have been. No, I'm wrong. You're right. Oh, no, hang on. I got that wrong. <laughs> on Sean Evans, as well in that game, the red card that was upgraded was a clear as day straight red. And again, VAR had to call him over yeah. and he had to have a look at it. Um, they didn't release that one because it should have been a straight red straight away. Uh. Studs up into the shin is somehow not a straight red and he was looking straight at it. Uh. Uh, so we've seen decisions like that. There was another one with Alex King where he was refing at Central Coast Stadium and I think we were playing maybe Brisbane last season or the season before where Marco got a yellow card and it was upgraded to a red. Mm. And they released those tapes because they were doing like a day in the life of a referee sort of thing. And Alex King went back to the um, went back to the dressing rooms afterwards and he was gutted that he got the call wrong. Mm. Do you reckon Sean Evans ever has a shred of remorse? No, no one looks at his bank account. <laughs> Joking, allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, Your Honour. <laughs> Allegedly in the court of law. <laughs> in the criminal justice system. Uh, I allege that we will never be hearing those tapes from that, that city. <laughs> yeah. They have been burned. No, no, I'm not alleging it. It is fact. Uh, it, it certainly is fact. Fact. Oh, fact. 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 Right. We will, oh. never, we will never hear those words because that's what they would be. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. I was right. Let's focus on was, the good stuff. I was about to say, how did we get to that? And we we're three talking nil, about red cards. Three nil win. Who cares? Well, because we we're going to talk about uh, Matthias Moresh. Yeah. Yes, eventually. Oh, I mean, dear, dear. the first one was at 1-0 and he took that one for the team. I'm all aboard that card. Tactical I, Even right before it happened, I was screaming, take the yellow, take the yellow. But just, he but had take he the even, guy's head off if you have to. Had right? he even made a foul before that? I don't know, but that doesn't matter to me. I know, uh, here's the thing though. How many players made fouls earlier in the game that would have been a yellow card if it wasn't that situation yeah, in the yeah. game and Fagani was the ref? Yeah. That was the thing. Mm. That, that Moresh, Monty, should have known that going out there to waste, make a substitute effectively to waste time mm. and then the player's going to waste time, Fagani is going to give the yellow cards straight up for every little tiny little infringement. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a million percent a yellow card. It's like you can't even argue. No, ex it. except for the you know first one is free rule. That <laughs> but that's not a rule. <laughs> I right. hate that. Have you not? Have you You're so annoying. League? Have you watched the A League? You're so annoying. <laughs> I'm gonna quit this podcast in a minute. I hate that shit. <laughs> this has been going on for years. Coast football ramble civil you, war right now. If you coat hanger somebody in the first minute, it's a yellow card. Correct. Okay, but this is if you studs up and stamp on someone in the first minute, it's a yellow card. There's none of this first one is free bullshit. I, I hate totally that. agree. It's just the but referees. You just said you the opposite. Did you skip lunch today, Luke? Or <laughs> it's it's you're not you when you're hungry. It's I didn't have my caramel latte on the way here because there's been too much rain. To Neither did I. That's why this uh, Macca's was closed. Enmity. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> it's flooded out to make matters worse. Clear as day yellow. Happy for that one. And then also the second one is a clear clear oh, yellow. But at yeah. that point, it's 3-0. He just should have let him go. If, yeah. they, if they scored... Exactly. I hate to say this, but surely we weren't going to lose from that point. But <laughs> if they scored off that, then whatever. But I even saw some people trying to complain that it wasn't a yellow. I mean, he no, fell over and then slapped the ball. Of course, it's a yellow. Yes, at he, first, at first look, I was like, I was baffled. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand what it was for. But as soon as I saw the replay, I was like, Yeah, ah, he stretches ah, his arm. That'll do it. He stretches his arm <laughs> and it. put it on the ball. Yeah, yeah, and I feel for Moresh. Dumb. First yes. game back in a month from injury. Bad career move. I really. feel, I, the I feel for it. His hair looked weird as Definitely. well without the blonde. Didn't realise who it was. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was that like just came on, oh, it's Maresh. What's going yeah, on exactly. there? Exactly. Yeah. I feel for him because, yeah, I was I was looking forward to seeing him back out there and mm. we're obviously going to have another week without him now. So. And all for nothing. Yeah. Really? Mm. Yeah. But kept a clean sheet. 
I think that's huge for the boys as well. 3 yeah. happy days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loved it. Very good. One game, don't care. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it. 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 Look at this indeed. A six-point weekend for the Mariners. The Mariners Academy getting up uh, over Mounties on Saturday afternoon at a very wet and rainy Plume Park. Fellas, I missed this one. I did catch it. Guys, I have been in isolation for the last fucking seven days. That's that's the first I've heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit over. I did catch a stream on MPL TV, but... um, not exactly a complete performance from the boys, but good to get the first three points of the season. Yeah, it was a very wet plume. Uh, shout out to the plume pitch, which seems to hold up in pretty bad weather most of the time. Um, and was a bit of a strange one because Monty and Sergio were on the bench, uh, obviously coaching for academy, <laughs> uh, because Andrew Christensen has to serve a one-week suspension for being a bit naughty last week. Yes. Um, so it was like a throwback to last season, uh, having Monty on the bench. But yeah, not... Not the complete performance, but we got there in the end. Um, a cross-come shot from Harry Steele mm. for the first goal was <laughs> very interesting. Uh, floated into the back corner. Um, and then... Not on the water, though. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it was, yeah, was, was a bit of a slog for the rest of the game, really. Mounties got back into it with a pretty sloppy goal, to be fair. Um, some Just some poor, some poor playing out uh, from the back. Few loose passes ended up being a shot from outside the box. I'm pretty sure it was. Took a big deflection and then uh, ended up in the goal. Um, but the door jock, who who's obviously seen a few minutes uh, in the first team in Perth uh-huh. the other week, mm-hmm. and um, Mudgy as well. And Mudgy, super impressive. Super, he looks, he looks super like impressive. Player, huh? yeah. He he looks like a kid that has already played against men because he has when he was over in WA. Mm. Um, and you can tell when he comes up against sort of the teams here, he's throwing his weight around, um, you know, he, he knows what he needs to do to hold the ball up. And he's, his hold-up play on the weekend was exceptional. And the he's, goal he scored, mm. a really good finish as well. Yeah. Off a nice. low cross. I think it was, was it Hatchie. I think it was Hatchie's ball in. Hatchie put the ball across, I think. Um, really good finish from Dorr. Yeah, super. He was by far the standout yeah, on the weekend. A lot more to come from him. Yeah. Um, you think he'll be banging him in for fun yeah. throughout the course of the NPL season or the uh, Football New South Wales League One men's season, as I should call it. Yeah, and um, good good win for the 20s as well. Um, <laughs> 9-0. <laughs> uh, Ten Kowal came off the bench um, in the 20s. He, he's the youngest one, isn't he? I Ten, on, Ten's I the, the middle one. Garing's, I think, the younger one. Garing's exactly right. Mm. Yeah, so Ten's the DM. Mm. Box and, to box. Yeah. And um, came off the bench, played about half an hour, waltzed on and just danced around two players and then scored an absolute bomb from outside the box for like the seventh or the eighth goal. So <laughs> good to see him back in the goals. Uh, and then Garang came off the bench for first grade. Looked good. Looked uh, good. Aside from the pen. Won, won the penalty. Bad pen. <laughs> Bad pen that was uh, saved by the Mounties keeper. Door was standing at the penalty spot ready for it. And I thought, for all money, yeah, it's going to be Dor. Like, surely he's the uh, the penalty taker. But Garang yeah. held on to the ball. He said, no, it's mine. I yeah. liked the confidence. I thought he was – yeah, I backed him. But, yeah, hello. Yeah. So it made it a little is. bit nervy the last uh, sort of 15 or so minutes. <laughs> but we got there in the end. So good good for the boys um, to get their first win of the season. Mm-hmm. Get off get off and running because it's uh, – yeah, as I found out before anyway, it's only first grade that counts towards promotion. Yeah, not club championship anymore. So it doesn't matter how good the 20s goes, uh, who are three from three, um, we need first grade to step up and get the points. So, 
Yeah, and there was what we saw, Steel, Hatch, Bayless. Mm-hmm. Um, were they the only first-grade boys that were in there? I mean, if you count Pat Beach, he's sat on the bench a few times yeah, for the senior side. loosely. Caruso started in for goals 20s. for the 20s and saved the penalty. Uh, he played pretty well. Um, so, yeah, there was there was a few of the boys that have sort of been hovering around the first team, getting mm. some minutes on the weekend, which was good. So, mm. um, yeah, good double win at Plume. Hopefully Tang's not too far off uh, some first-grade minutes in the... Uh, I want to see. Economy. I want to see more Tang uh, in the midfield because similar to Door, tall, strong. You can tell he's played against men mm. sort of before, mm. and um, it definitely makes a difference when you come up against some of these thick <laughs> MPL players. Well built, <laughs> well, well built, built. well established, um, solid foundations. Yeah, and you know, th- like there was a few in our first grade team, are like eighteen, uh, you know, like eighteen, nineteen, up against. Men. 30-year-olds. Yeah. Like, so they have to throw their weight around and be strong about it. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see um, see them get some more minutes. Of course, they travel down to Christie Park this Saturday evening. Of course, that one will be live and exclusive on NPL TV as they take on Spirit FC. Always a tough trip down to Christie Park. We don't have the best of records down there, um, but uh, hopefully we can uh, break yet another hoodoo. Looking ahead, of course, to this weekend, we travel down to Ballarat to take on Western United. Probably the earliest kickoff in the history of the A-League, Saturday, 2.05 p.m. kickoff. That one is at Mars Stadium. Smellerat. Smellerat. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what to expect this weekend. Look out for the Rat Boys if you're travelling down there. Yeah. The Rat Boys or the Rat Crew or whatever they call themselves. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the the ultras from from Ballarat that follow Western United. Haven't you heard about them, Moz? Moz is sitting here rolling his eyes. <laughs> the the ultra. How old are they? Ah, uh, fourteen, fifteen, maybe. Travelling sport lookout. <laughs> it's like <laughs> wear colours, scarves. Nah. Just who's, a, just a who's going to Ballarat? Out. I mean, seriously. I no, would have. I Ballarat? would have actually really loved to have made the trip if I wasn't moving house oh. again this weekend. Moving house again this weekend. Um, Seems like a pain in the ass to get to Ballarat. I'd rather go to Ballarat than move house again. Yeah, true. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, you know, catching up with some ballerations, but ballerations. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. What are they? Yeah. What is the nomenclature there? Is it is it ballerations, ballaratians, uh, well, ba- balleros? It's, it's hard to say, but whichever one of them is the ultras, you know. That, I like ballerations. That's that, good. Catching up with them could have been all right, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been been to plenty of away trips recently, so not for me. <laughs> Western are annoying. Do they just annoy anyone else? Oh, yeah. Just their existence is really, annoying. Yes, well, their existence, but the fact that they're also, what, second? Yeah. How? It's annoying that they're doing so well, and I'm going to have to frantically delete my uh, John Aloisi tweets <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from prior to the season starting because I look very dumb right now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah they, same. They've been playing well enough, but whenever I watch them, they're not, I don't, like, they're not, Overly that impressive. I, don't think, I think they're that good. I, I can't tip them. They've got the most one nil wins, like every game they send to win one nil in a season ever. Like, it's like tied, s- and they've still got. What, they don't eight, score eight, many. Um, they beat Brisbane three two, so they you know they they kind of struggled uh, to get past them last week or the last time they played. They're doing what MacArthur um, were doing earlier in the season. They're winning by a goal, not yeah. really looking that good, and then eventually coming to a point like last week when a good team stops them, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. even, even we've scored more than them. Yeah. 
we've scored more than them in the last two little weeks. old Central Coast Mariners. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised because they haven't scored much. They, yeah, yeah. Not 19 games, 25 goals scored, uh, 20 against. Mm. Prejevic kind of scares me though. Oh, do yeah. right. Yeah, my uh, my Serbian cousin. Very good. Put, put, <laughs> yeah, yeah. put balls into the air for him yeah. to attack, and he usually gets on the end of them, like he did um, last week against Brisbane, where they just hung up a ball. To the top of the box, and he said thank you very much, and flicked it on, and put it in the bottom corner. So yeah. the A legs, the A legs, Latan. I I think the job is to cut service to Previch, and yeah. like I said last week, I don't think there's any reason why we can't uh, produce an upset and win this game. Two words, Dan Hall. That'll, that's that'll be a good battle. The, most, the two most yeah. beautiful words in the English yeah. language. Yeah. Oh well, it's Josh Nisbet, but Dan Hall. And no, either all. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? There's something on the ccmfans.net forum, uh, like a introduce yourself sort of thing. Um, the other the other week, which you know I've already done years ago, but I thought I'd you know there was a new one that started up. It was like, who are your three favourite current Mariners? And two of them are give me it's Dan Hall and Josh Nisbet. Third place, sliding in there, Noah Smith. Oof. After last week. That's fair. Bronze. It's going to be tough to beat that Noah Smith interview. If you haven't tuned in already, go back and tune into last week's episode. It is an (laughs) absolute storm. Make sure you finish this one first, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Weston's back fours, obviously pretty strong. Garuccio, LaCroix, Emi. LaCroix is stupid tall. Yeah. He should play for MacArthur with that tallness. Um, He's a big boy. I really rate Emi as well. I think he's been super consistent for them since he's been to Weston. Risen and Garuccio. I've obviously got plenty of experience as well and plenty of pace yeah. as well to burn sort of down the each um, each wing. Lustiger, Lustiger's a weird player. He like just <laughs> sort of still vanished, <laughs> vanished for like three years and then came back and just started to play really well. It's very odd. Scoring goals um, as well randomly. Yeah, and obviously local boy, local boy done well. Lockie Wales has uh, been starting pretty consistently for him as well. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It, it feels like their lineup does vary quite often. There is quite a few tinks sort of I've got top of happening Stanley there. In yeah, there as well. That sometimes yeah. starts. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. And then it's you look at the back four, then you throw in Top or Stanley if he does play, and you go oh, all of a sudden it's even better. So scored a header as well, Top of Stanley was yeah. against Victory last week, um, the week before. So yeah, on paper they 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 do have a reasonably good squad, I think, but they don't they don't really play an attractive brand of football. I don't think it's not overly impressive, but it gets the job done. Mm. Like that's, I think that's the best way I describe. Like it. I think you said, Josh. I think it's pretty much give service to big tall men up front, and um, <laughs> then go from there. But they've also got, you know, some pace and some danger on the wings as well. Like with Connor Payne, Dylan Price. There's you know, there's a fair bit there. So Wenzel Halls usually comes on. Wenzel Halls as well. Who you know, I really really rated when he was at Brisbane, but he just he can't get into the into the western side consistently. He's not so, starting in front of Previch. So no, that makes sense. So. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one, but I will I will take a point down there. What Seems do you think? What do you think about two a two p.m. kickoff? I why? I mean, yeah. I, uh, we know why, but why? Uh, it's, it's very normal in like Europe to have two p.m. kickoffs, but here it's very very weird. Yeah, but uh, well, we know why. Yeah. It's because we need to get back on Saturday night. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. It's all to do with our travel because so so the fixtures are made up in this league. So <laughs> we, we go from having a week off and then having three games in a week because right. why not? So it's good for us. So because yeah. Liga. Luckily, yeah. local football doesn't start this weekend because it would have conflicted with hmm. my game and probably lots of people's local football games and that's really annoying. But eat it. You like it. Yeah. We want it. Just looking at the last result, of course, they beat Brisbane 3-2 at the weekend. Brisbane are 
not very good this season and also had to play 60-plus minutes with a man down. Mm. Before that, their last win was against Newcastle. Um, so they're not really beating, you know. No. So that early season form is start. falling apart. They got smacked by Sydney the other week, 3-0 as three well. Nil, yeah. Well, how many goals can we get past them then? Four, a couple. Three, yeah, I'm going to say that we can get two past them. I'm, I'm comfortable with a 2-0 win for us in this. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back us at 2-1. One all purely because our record in Melbourne, whether it's in Melbourne or whether it's in Ballarat or whether it's in Whittlesea or whether it's <laughs> in somewhere, Victoria, yep. somewhere on the coast is shit. And for, for whatever reason, we cannot play in Melbourne. So I would easily take a point. I mean, Ballarat's a fair hike out of Melbourne. Yeah. So it's not exactly Melbourne, no. No. It's nearly New South Wales, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm backing it. It's 2-1. Well, I was going with I was going to say 2-0 and I was I was feeling happy about that, but then I sort of heard that the field is going to be a bog heap, mm. which does not encourage me to think a lot of goals. So I'm still going for 2-0 anyway, but I suspect Boyce could be right. 1-0 Mariners, just to stick it up on. What do you reckon going forward with our predictions? Should we each lump on five dollars on a correct score result every I'm week? I'm down. I'm down. Gamble, I'm so down gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly, of in, course. Uh, in, for, in for everything football, take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> um, Not sponsored. <laughs> All right, Garby. Settle down. <laughs> I have to read that every match day. Yeah. <laughs> Neds are the official betting partner of the A-League for everything. Who even football. are they? They've just come out of nowhere and started sponsoring yeah, I everything. Don't know. Yeah. Um, imagine being the poor bloke who had a multi on, same game multi, uh, for the game over the weekend. Mariners to win. Yeah. Uh, Coming to score anytime, or any to score anytime, and under four and a half cards. Everything was looking so great, and then Maresh gets sent off for the fifth card of the evening. What was it paying? Uh, Fifteen dollars, I think. It was paying three hundred and six. So like you're that. saying so Maresh owes you three hundred dollars? Imagine. Of course, after the Ballarat trip, we are back at Central Coast Stadium on Tuesday evening, Tuesday the fifth of April. Uh, I believe, uh, at 7.05pm against Wellington. Absolute must win. A six-pointer this one, really, lads. Yep. Must win looking at the table. Two points behind Wellington right now, and they have a game in end. Mm. Yes. Bit, so, of a, bit of a statement there for the other teams. So, you know, put paid to Wellington, but also just let the other teams know that we're not done yet and the age of mediocrity is over. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Melvy, hope you're well. Uh, of course, uh, at home against Sydney on Saturday, the 9th of April. Wanderers away mid-April. Wellington away mid-April. Jets away towards the tail end of April. I'm wrapping it all up with uh, that shitty lot from Ballarat uh, at home on Saturday, the 30th of April. But I'm sure we'll speak to you a couple of times before then. Yeah, I mean, I said it before, but pretty much every game is like a cup final for the rest of the season. When you look at who we're playing, we're playing the majority of the teams that are around us on the table. You look at Sydney, Sydney's in sixth spot on 24 points, but they've played 19 games. Mm. So they can easily be caught with the games that we have in hand. Um, you know, MacArthur's, MacArthur and Victory are only one point above them, up to fourth, and then we're playing a lot of the teams around us. That's, yeah, these... Well, you look at Adelaide, who are, in, who are in third, they've played 20, so we've got three games on them, but we're only six points behind them. So, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we said, the table is all over the shop at the moment, but uh, three points on Saturday would be very nice and uh, good to see us continue our charge up the table. Yep. Winning it from six, baby. Yep. Four points out of these two will be good. <sighs> Nine points out of the next three. I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs>
It is, of course, that time of the week where we answer your questions. And, of course, thank you all so much for all the submissions coming across the various social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the ccmfans.net forum. Starting things off, oh, fuck you, Dave Bloom. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? This was easy. Like, well, hang on. This is disgusting. I thought this, this that was going to be a blooper then. This is <laughs> disgusting. Um, Dave Bloom back with a boink, Mary. Boink, cut, marry, kill. Right, okay, so he's got four in there. Four options. Four oh, options. Boink, cut, marry, kill. Um, this one goes out to Aaron Morrow. Uh, boink, ma- cut, marry, kill this week. Luis Suarez, Stevie G, Robbie Fowler, Philippe Coutinho. I mean, we have to let Morrow go first. It's a lot easier than last week. I will. Morrow should be the only one to answer this. Yeah. I, will, I will rant. Oh, Morrow to be the only one to answer. But uh, Bloomy, stop sending these questions. <laughs> uh, Suarez can be killed. Yes. <laughs> just, just, just saying, uh, you can't wear the red shirt and bite people. Um, you don't want to boy him because he's probably going to try and like try and blow. Uh, I mean, him. hang on, hang on. Uh, it depends what you're don't into. Kink shame here. Uh, d- yeah, no kink shaming on this podcast. This please. is the kink shame podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, the cutting is going to go to Robbie Fowler. Sorry, um, but um, you know he's quite good at cutting. I've heard. That's what I've heard as well, uh, allegedly. Um, and out of the other two, well, Mary. Stevie G, surely. Felipe Coutinho, yeah, Coutinho, you excitement machine. Still wouldn't mind having you back, but no. There You're we go. saying you Done. would listen to that Stevie G accent? Yes. Every Why day the hell <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, like that, lads. It's more am. It's like listening to an alarm. Fuck, I'll just get it out of the way. Kill Suarez, kill Fowler, kill Coutinho, kill Uh, kill Suarez, uh, marry Stevie G. Um, I was tossing up between these last two because Robbie Fowler would be a good night out, I think. Um, But he's not exactly a looker, so probably, yeah, boink Coutinho, cut Fowler. (laughs) I'm with you, Pete. I'm glad there was a a bin under under Pete's seat there. (laughs) This is how I was going last week, so... Stop it now, Bloomy. Stop it, I say. Stop no it. No more of those. No Move on. Those. Moving right along. Kevy Coops, on a positive note, the boys are back in form. We are indeed. Uh, do you think our mid-season slump was purely COVID-related or do you put it down to other reasons or changes to the team or structure? Mm. Is he talking about us? I didn't think we had a mid-season slump. <laughs> <laughs> we missed a couple of episodes here and there, I suppose. Oh, and, you know, it certainly of wasn't due to things. COVID. <laughs> we've had a late or later season slump. I feel like we are definitely back in form after last week, thanks to Noah. <laughs> Sorry, I digressed the question Surely. there. Try, um, try again. I, I'm, I'm going to assume he's mostly referring to the month that we do not speak of, which was February. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I maybe maybe does it just come down to bad luck? Because I mean, there's some of that stuff there was a in lot there of, yeah. does not happen that often. I mean, show me a team in world football that you know conceded the worldies like we did two weeks in a row, mm. um, and then conceding so late. What was it four games in a row? We conceded in the, in the 90th minute or something. If you included the cup final, um, no, sorry, not the cup final, something else. No, the Sydney game that was late January. Mm. I don't think we didn't concede late, but we were in front. Yeah. And then we ended up losing it. Yeah. I mean, that, that month's run, yeah, if we miss the finals, that's what will cost us mm. is that month run in February. Why? I don't know. I think I just have to put it down to luck. Sad away day things. Yeah, very. I think, uh, yeah, luck is a part of it, but definitely just the uh, there's more of a 
component of luck because of all of the changes, all of the reschedules, the all of a sudden we're traveling from here to there, can't recover, someone got COVID, um, you know, the impact of crappy decisions um, not made by our team or coach. Yes, referees. Um, yeah, that's so a lot of things that didn't really work out for us, but we seem to have started to make a little bit of our own now. So mm. that's the positive, but yeah. Jeremy Lumby this week asks, did Peter have withdrawals in ISO when he couldn't scream out, Marco Urenia! Plus also doing the same for uh, Jason Cummings and Hatchie when they scored at the weekend. Quick answer, yes. Uh, long answer, fucking definitely yes. <laughs> 100% yes. <laughs> can you say cum dog over the speakers? I can. Would I? Will you get fired? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> okay. What for? Would it be worth it? Yes. <laughs> it's like the it's like the rules of football. I enjoy what I do. <laughs> I obviously don't understand these rules any more than the rules of football. They're bad so you're rules. saying that he just needs needs to legally change his name to Jason Cumdog. What's wrong right with man. the Cumdog? Yeah. The guy's name's coming. I call myself Mozdogs. You know it was so tempting when he made his debut at Central Coast Stadium as well because <laughs> I was like. And on debut, number nine, Jason. Come dog, come dog, come dog. <laughs> That's all that was Jason going through my head. So close to saying it. Um, anyway. I'm for it. You're like, <laughs> you've got like the monkey banging the drum in Homer's head, <laughs> trying to make sure you say the, trying to figure out what to say. Oh, mate. And if someone had have written it on the script or something like that, I would have said it because there's been a couple of <laughs> occasions over the last couple of years where I've been caught out where the script hasn't been updated properly for whatever reason I haven't updated or whoever else hasn't updated it and it said we're playing Sydney when we're actually playing Western Sydney. So I'm like, welcome to Central Coast Stadium as your Mariners play host to Sydney FC and I look out and Western Sydney's warming up. I'm like, need a dick. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like Ron Burgundy reading the teleprompter. 100% I'll, I'll read anything that, uh, that you put in front of me. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> Gavin Springett, is anyone else making the trip south to Ballarat this weekend? We're not. No. Nah. Gavin, I'm think, I think you're on your own, mate. Sorry. Careful yeah. of the rat lads. Yep. Be careful of the 12-year-olds who <laughs> have watched Green Street a few times and are really hard. The ultra will get you. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Kelso on Facebook. You boys talking about the fastest player on the team out of Hatchie and Smith. Uh, surely Dan Hall is actually the fastest when a goal celebration <laughs> is on. Go and rewatch the Hatchie goal and watch Hall fly straight up the middle. Um, this ties in with something that Mick Komet said over on Twitter as well. How is Dan Hall always there first to celebrate with a goal scorer, even though he is carrying so many opposition players in his back pocket? Eat your heart out, Usain Bolt. Yes. <laughs> Dan Hall can do anything. In the 93rd minute, as we discussed before, yeah. Yeah. absolutely sprinted the whole way up the field just to celebrate with Hatchie. What a guy. Yeah. So calm throughout the game that he still has the energy to be able to do this. Love that comment from Mick, though, how he does it with so many players in his back pocket. It's <laughs> <laughs> so on point. <laughs> I guess Love Love your work, Andrew. Love your work, Mick. Uh, Jacques Michael on Facebook loved the little analysis or tale in the last pod about Papa Urenia getting stuck in and protecting the young buck in Hatch. These little bits of humanity are so interesting to me because they really do exist in the same way, all the way from the top level down to all age sevens, uh, very much unlike the skills, strategy, fitness, and everything else. Very true. With you lads being so close to the action for so many years, have you got any other classic yarns of Mariners excelling at the dark arts of football or shithousery or just relatable human moments like that on the pitch? Also, loving the winning pods, boys. Vibes are so high. Keep up the great work. Ooh, it's going to require some thinking, but you might have something. Matt Simon standing over Ziggy Gordon. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. How, how did... Yeah. Here's one. 
here's one. Can anyone remember when uh, Daniel McBreen, I think it was an F3 derby, he scored in the F3 derby, picks up a cup of beer that someone yes. threw at him and, and apparently swallows the beer. <laughs> I read that. He doesn't actually swallow the beer. He throws it past his head, but from the camera angle, it looks like, <laughs> it yeah. looks like he drinks the beer. I've actually a, got mine. Sorry, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to say there's another one, uh, and it's a McBreen one as well. I don't know. Is yours a McBreen one? No, no, no. Okay, fantastic. Um, Mac, uh, playing Adelaide at home, and there's an Adelaide fan in the stands. Uh, he actually lives on the Central Coast as well, wearing his Adelaide shirt, and he's a little bit more rotund at the time. Um, and I think Macca got oh. a throw in or scored a goal or something like that, and this Adelaide fan was hanging over the field just giving it to him. And Macca just runs over, pats his belly, and does like a pregnant belly sort of symbol <laughs> to him. I remember that. <laughs> red <laughs> hot. Good. Red hot. Very good. Uh, mine is uh, Nick Montgomery waving <gasps> Liam Reddy yes. off the pitch yeah, when he got recarded. <laughs> That was an impressive <laughs> moment. That is that is the ult. Uh, that's oh, very close fine. to just the ultimate shithousery. I think that's um. The, I think that was the first gif I ever made. Yeah, <laughs> from that footage. Like and that like that has a pretty that like that had such a long sort of like a build up with the backstory yep. from when he was here and stuff, and then for that to happen and then Monty's reaction, just that little quick like. <laughs> See that wave that he did. Just to send Monty him off. was straight up to the ref because I think it was uh, Reddy took out Bahaja, I think. Um, and yeah, Bahaja I, I, can't was, even, was I can't even remember what pretty the challenge sure it was. was Bahaja and he just he clean out of his goals, nowhere near the ball and just took him out. Monty was straight up to the ref going, he's got to fucking go. He's mm. got to go. Um, and like it was pretty well storied in, in the in the preseason. Uh, you know, Monty and, and Reddy's relationship wasn't exactly the best. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that send-off was beautiful. Reminded me actually just now of uh, of Allo doing a very similar one when uh, – who was it for Western United got sent off? Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Though, that wave was good. That was a very Monty-esque wave. He walked yeah. straight in front of the camera as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bye-bye. such like a childlike wave too. It's not like a – Quick one like that where you just kind of put your hand up. It's like the backwards and yeah, forwards. Very enthusiastic wave. Right. Yeah, Beautiful. like the windscreen wipers. Like I've I've yeah. got one which I feel like is a bit of an obvious one, but it's when McBreen scored the penalty in the grand final and he ran towards the corner flag and the Wanderers fans were absolutely oh, giving pelted. it to him and he got mm. pelted with beers and yeah. McGlinchey <laughs> gave him the the big shush. Yeah, and yeah. I love that one. It just reminded me of another one. <laughs> Shit, they're, this is they're good. all they're flowing. They're all flowing. We, love, we obviously love the <laughs> brain. Well, this one is actually uh, another club legend, John Hutchinson, taking a corner in an F3 derby, getting pelted with silver coins. And he went and picked a whole bunch of them up and put them in his sock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hutcho. Speaking of Hutcho, the Hutcho foul was like shithousery every game. Because he, he got yeah. that foul every single game. Stick your bum out. Take the contact yeah. every single time the referee he give it. perfected it. Last one from me. Mark Bosnich's first game for the Mariners. <laughs> it was a uh, pre-season game, pre-season cup maybe, uh, or some sort of qualifier um, or just an exhibition game against Sydney FC. And quite a, few of the, quite a few of the COVID made their way up. And it might have even been a season. No, it couldn't have been a season game. In any case, uh, a few of them were throwing bags of white powder Onto the ground. No idea what that could be in relation to, by any means, Your Honour. Um, <laughs> Bozza, Bozza went and picked a bunch of them up and gave them a smile and a thumbs up and opened one of them up and had a little look inside. He <laughs> was just making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> this isn't the Colombian shit. <laughs> oh, Very dear. Good. I'm yeah. sure if I'm, I'm interested now, if anyone's listening and you've got more. Please comment. Yeah. 
yeah. on the post and, on and the we'll forum we'll try and think of some more yeah. of those because uh, yeah. there are many. Toby Howell on Facebook. A lot of people criticise the signing of Storm Rue. Won't name names, huh? With his <laughs> uh, with his recent performances, though, have those opinions changed? And has he proved that he can contribute and has contributed to our good run? Uh, who else has been a surprise and exceeded expectations? I feel attacked by this uh, question. <laughs> <laughs> wink, so wink. you should, young Tobias. Um, but no, you're 100 percent right, and I will 100 percent put my hand up. Um, yep. Yeah, I wasn't obviously too keen on it. Um, you know, the reality was is that he was at a club that won the spoon and then we signed him. Mm. I don't think that should be overly positive really for anyone. But he possibly left a club that was winning the spoon to go to that club. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That there. yeah. So it, it, it was, yeah, it's a bit of a roundabout thing. So, um, but yeah, he has definitely proved me wrong that he has, when he's had to come in and do a job, he's been more than serviceable. Yep. Last two games in particular, I've been I've been impressed. Yep. To be honest, yep. yeah, I'm not. I will admit that I was um, in the doubting pack a little bit, but um, I think he has answered most of that criticism and uh, done well, really. And the thing is, I th- is he 29? Yeah, thereabouts. Like, I mean, he's still relatively young, mm. and he's mm. got a lot of experience for someone of his age. Mm. So, still has definitely has uh, room to improve. So. Scotty McGee, shout out Scotty, and um, if you're a uh, if you're a pop punk music fan, you got to tune into Scotty's band, The Ritzy Kids. Uh, check them out on Facebook. They're actually supporting Luca Brasi on Friday this Ooh. weekend. Yes, I knew Love you'd Brasi. be interested. Uh, Friday night uh, at the Cambo, I think, in Newcastle. So check that out. But Scotty McGee says, "What a performance from the boys all across the park. It was such an enjoyable game to watch." But seriously, boys, Josh Nisbet, mm-hmm. can the guy really get any better? Love your work, boys. Quick answers. Scotty only. is on the Scotty is on the Nizzy hype train. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Choo choo. All aboard. Choo choo. <laughs> Mother. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, can he get any better? I mean, I think the Absolutely. the sky's the limit. Scary thing is a little bit is that yeah he can. <laughs> yeah. Like still only what twenty two. Yeah. And so, so far every limit he's just increased. Yeah. So whenever he's asked to do a job, he seems to come in and to do it. Super consistent. I don't, I don't think there's another young player that's as consistent. As him, there might and be some versatile, out there. Versatile, yeah. playing different positions as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, them, you know, there might be some out there like your Third Gates, like your Aidan O'Neills, like your McCarves, uh, like your Jake Brimmers, one from Melbourne Victory that obviously someone raised as well that play in that sort of similar position. Um, and you know, again, might be my yellow and blue sunglasses here, but I don't think there's one of them that's as consistent as what Nisbet is Agreed. week to week. No, I'd like to see him score some more goals, but that's the yeah. only criticism I think he can make. I think he's surpassed most of that list and a number of the other key measures that you might have. Secondary assists, of course. Secondary assists, Secondary of course. Assists flying up. <laughs> Better than XG, just <laughs> yeah. saying. Um, and yeah, so but other than scoring, then you know he's he's just improved every part of his game and he's doing it sort of incrementally in a way that seems like it's sustainable. He's establishing this consistency now that, you know, we don't want him to be out of the team for a reason, you know. Mm. Over to Insta, quick shout out to Jono2087. When is the cum dog coming on the pod? Hopefully very soon. We are in discussions with his management at the moment. That sounds very official. We're, right? we're trying to come up with something special here. We, we're organising we a contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we may we may need to get an interpreter on a one episode contract. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not for the come dog. But. How do we structure the bonuses for that one? Um, we'll buy stuff for the combi. <laughs> right. Excellent. Um, 
Prosi on uh, or PR, oh, I think that's Pat Rosie uh, on Instagram. Uh, has Luke started making humble pie after Beerus Long Balls won us the Adelaide game? Oh, direct attack. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> Called out by name. Uh, no, you're right. The long ball uh, from Biraz to Ureña uh, set up the red card. Mm. That was the long ball over the top from Biraz. Yeah. So, yep. But I mean, that's one. Still. <laughs> <laughs> Did he kick it out in this game? No. Still got a few to make up for, I think. Uh, but yeah, I will. I will admit when he gets it right, he gets it right. Yep. He's been unfollowed by on Twitter. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, think he un- I think he unfollowed me. That's oh, really? That's all right. Yeah. No. That's right. I'm. I'm you know what happens next? I'm still unblocked. Yeah, though. I'm still unblocked. Wow. I'm still unblocked. I mean, to be fair, he blocked me on Twitter yeah. when he was at the Jets. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know, makes perfect sense. Part for course, me. but yeah, that's okay. I still love Barrett. So can his I, name confirmed? Can I? Say, I criticise because I love. Okay. I'm pretty sure that he must have listened to the pod and any other criticisms um, before because he, you know, toned, toned down the kicking it to them and kicking it out, and he kicked it to Marco, and <laughs> yeah. that was going to be an assist. And if it wasn't for his mate Joe Gauchi at the other end, then it probably would have been oh, an assist. Imagine. And you would have been eating massive lashings of humble pie then. That's so fair. I'm so hungry. I Give think me he, more. I think he improved his distribution <laughs> in this match probably um, after he listened to your podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Salted Pretzel 611 on Instagram. I uh, love that handle. Do the Mariners have what it takes to make top six? Yes or no? Yes. 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 Uh, and McLovin, uh, with a lot of ends on the handle there, if the Mariners make the top six, when we make the top six, come on, McLovin, uh, who do you reckon we would want to face? Well, recency bias suggests MacArthur, if they make it. Oh, I'm okay yeah. with Adelaide. Or Adelaide, mm. yeah. Yeah. I think, again, if they make it, there's a big if over Adelaide. I wouldn't mind a crack at yeah, I mean, victory, actually, just well, quietly. I was about victory to say, away <laughs> not away, again. fucking. <laughs> <laughs> not away, not away. I was about to say, to be honest, I'm, I'm reasonably confident except for Melbourne City and Western. I'm reasonably confident except for City and victory. Yeah. That's See, I'm, I'm confident against victory. It didn't work based out on the last, last couple of times. I think the reason I'm more confident against Western is just because they're such a fucking nothing club, even in, in spite of the fact that they're second. Nobody knows what to make of them. Yeah. Nothing. Don't make anything of mm. them. But yeah, I'd be I'd I would happily, happily take MacArthur or Adelaide. Mm. So um, that's a good range though. We've given a good range of teams there. <laughs> is it still three V six, four V five? Yeah, it's I honestly they changed the final structure. Every season. It's gone back to legs, isn't it? I can't keep up. Oh, two legs? Two legs playoffs. Isn't it? Oh, Adelaide, please. Adelaide, Adelaide. home and away. Mm. Please. Fucking. Imagine. Oh, mm. my God. Imagine. Just mm. to uh, circle back, Mark Birgitti had 23 uh, passes on the weekend at 78% accuracy. But how does that compare, Luke? Three have you been monitoring his statistics in this area? <laughs> At my expert first glance, that appears poor. So, <laughs> cut that, Mary. <laughs> you wonder why you've been unfollowed. Blocked. <laughs> I will research between pods, and I will come back to you with a game by game statistical analysis of Mark Birrigidi's stats for distribution. I want you to Good study evening. the video. I want you to study the video. Beer is cam. The stats don't lie, baby. Good evening, Mark. I think you should block Luke. <laughs> Fond regards. <laughs> Actually, I imagine you're more of a warm regards person. Warm, reg- warm regards. Warm regards. Is fucking is I'm a warm. kind regards. Yeah. I'm a uh, safe travels. Safe travels. Safe travels, yeah. How about cheers? 
Just cheers. cheers. I just, usually I just do cheers. cheers. Yeah, usually cheers. cheers. But yeah. safe, safe travels. I'm getting a bit more ominous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> soon it's going to be uh, just to put it in their head that something might go wrong. Yeah. Soon it's going to be stay safe. Then keep safe out there. Then and it's watch your back. <laughs> And are then finally, it's going to be a thanks champ. Watch your back. It's going to be a champion. Watch your back, champ. <laughs> Safe travels. Watch your back, beerers. <laughs> Loose behind you. Oh, changing my email signatures as we speak. Very good. Cheers, champ. Cheers, champ. <laughs> Moving very quickly over to the ccmfans.net forum before this disintegrates into an absolute farce more than it already has. Um, Ian Shand, speaking of farces, uh, <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Didn't mean it, Ian. I do love you dearly, Smash. mate. Do love you dearly. Uh, and you are very, very, very good value. Ian, uh, if you could walk up on stage at the middle dinner and slap one of the players or staff, who would you slap? Him. <laughs> <laughs> Final him, answer. Him, Ian, or him, Beerus? Ian. Beerus would probably want to slap me to be fair at the middle dinner. One of the, oh, one of the players and one of the, or one or of the staff. staff. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. FFC Mariner has already responded saying, not you, Ian, because I know you'd slap back. I will give Mark Birgitte a free slap at the medal dinner. A slap on you? Yeah. Here's a story about medal dinner a few years ago. So I think you guys might have already heard this one. Um, a few years ago, I got asked or actually won a competition, would you believe it, to present the Golden Boot Award at a Mariner's medal dinner night. And it was a year, it wasn't a great year. Um, our top goal scorers were tied with three goals each. So we have Fabio Ferreira, Roy O'Donovan, I think, and uh, Edward Bosnar. Um, what a trio. Those who know me know uh, exactly how well Boz and I got along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and after I presented the awards, I made a, a quick escape to get back to the bar and get a couple of drinks. And he followed me very promptly off stage and started calling after me. He's going, Oi, Oi, where do you think you're going? I'm like, Oh, I'm just, just going to Lou. Like, got a piss. And he's like, No. And he comes running up behind me, grabs me around the neck. And he's like, You and I are going to the fucking bar and talking this out. And I'm like, Yes, sir. <laughs> Full crazy eyes on him too. And he's just the most intense bloke I've ever come across in my life. And I've come across some pretty intense people. But yeah, no, after that, like it was, it was good as gold. Like he was screaming in my face, but you know, it was all kind words. So. Um, um, that was just how he spoke. He yeah. just yelled at people. Speaking yeah. of shithousery, he just reminded me of, wasn't he involved in that incident where Mark Birgitte was actually frightened of our camera? <laughs> Sorry, Beerus, got you again. Blocked. I'll be blocked now after that one. He's got to block the podcast. What well, are you doing? When he, we were, yeah, we were talking about A blast he, from the past, one would say. When he took that Bosna free kick from a thousand metres away and um, Beerus nearly tripped over it on his way to failing to save it. and Bounced over his body, yeah. That's yes, an interesting yes. one. Um, nothing to do with his distribution. Going back to this, if I could slap any of the players or staff... Um, I go with Dan because he would think it was funny, slap me back, and then after that we would laugh and hug it out. You slap him on the bum. Ooh, Dan, don't take that the wrong way. Yes. <laughs> if it's like a slap on the back, does, does it count if it's a slap on the back? No, like I, think he's, I think he's talking like a proper, Will, Will Smith v. Proper, Chris Rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, topical at the moment, of course. <clears throat> yeah, I, Ian, just you for bringing it up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Um, ads on the ccmfans.net forum mentions uh, or says that uh, Maxi Ballard's name has been mentioned a few times. Uh, a few people have said that he wasn't that strong or not as strong as Ollie would have been against Adelaide. Uh, what are our thoughts? We have touched on it very briefly. Um, I, th I think he gives a very different dynamic in midfield to what, uh, to what Ollie does. 
I think he's been a bit harsh on himself. Mm. Yeah, but I, that's good in a way. He, he knows, you know, whether he's right or wrong. I like that he is. I think. I think it's. I think it's other people that have been saying other people it. saying. Yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't like that context. Like I don't think that's how it. Is. There, th- were, there were some words on the forum, like a lot of people just not rating him and saying that he had a poor game, which no, I, I don't think, think he had a poor game. complete opposite. I, I think, think he had a yeah, really, so really good game. He was in everything. He had a kind of metronomic value in midfield as well, I thought. You have to have that, yeah. I think, he in, especially in some games. Over. And, you know, sure, he played a lot of high percentage passes, um, but he also, like we were talking to, to before, uses his body so well to shield the ball and mm. those little feints where he takes two defenders out of the game and picks a pass like he did with the third assist Thirdary assist. Third, yes, I'm on board. <laughs> tertiary, that is. Tertiary. Oh, God, yeah, tertiary. tertiary. Yeah, you can tell I'm back to studying, can't you? Uh, <laughs> I like thirdary more. Thirdary, yeah. He's <laughs> doing some thirdary I'm getting very thirstery over here. Uh, and finally, over to Twitter, uh, where Chris Hockman, Chris Omni mentions, how funny was it when they tried to chip Nizzy and failed? And also, how good is VAR? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Don't have a problem with it, to be honest. <laughs> or its usage or anybody that Never uses it. Never said anything about it. All the referees in the league, they're all fantastic. Tell the refs not to be so stubborn. Get over to the screen and call the decision. Yep. yep. Get, over, get over to that iPad and try and make sense of what's going on. <laughs> exactly. Put your glasses on. Zoom Squint. in. Zoom in. Pinch, pinch, <laughs> pinch the, the screen. Pinch the screen. Zoom it right in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because all you'll see there is a blur. <laughs> It'll just be a pixelated picture. Hey, have you noticed that on the Paramount replays, when they do offside, they actually do in the minis and the replays have show the lines. The lines yeah. Yes, blurred. Yeah. And they were exactly as I said, they're all wavy and blurred. Yeah, right. <laughs> and small <laughs> and impossible. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, but they uh, worked again on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, it worked for us there. Mm. Yep. Shout out to uh, Kate Jakowitz yeah. at the box who made the call yep. for the red card. Yep. That's, that's still took. Four replays way too long for Buddy Fagani to work it out. But <laughs> well, surely what a, she said was, listen, issue. listen, mate, wake up to yourself. Yeah. What were I, you hope, I, hope, I hope that's what she said. I hope she said to him, listen, you've got this horribly wrong. Get over <laughs> to the bloody iPad right now. Yeah. <laughs> Put um, your glasses on. Ali Reza, Sean, Evans would st- up. Sean, yeah. Sean Evans would still be there looking still at it. Yeah. still be there <laughs> looking at it. Trying to give, he'd probably give the red card to Marco for <laughs> diving or something. And the VAR would be saying, are you stupid? Are you stupid? What are you looking at? can't believe Sean Evans is back. Control, alt. Delete for Sean Evans on the VAR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's enough talk about Sean Evans. That might just be enough talk about football here on the Coast Football Ramble podcast. I mean, it's been football. It's been it's been everything. It's there's, been a ramble. There's been football. There's been rambling. <laughs> it's been football and rambling, and that's what we are about here on the Coast Podcast of Positivity. And we have a game next Tuesday, so we don't know what we're going to do. Maybe Wednesday we'll record. Yeah, we'll do something maybe... Uh, Two weeks to celebrate. I'll tell you what, we are overdue for a live show as well. So if you like that sort of content, get back to us. Let us know. Drop us a comment. If you hate it, um, sorry. I wonder how we can combine <laughs> them. Away game, live do. If you hate it, keep it to yourself don't and don't be mad. <laughs> yeah, uh, positivity only. Positive vibes only. That's what we're about here on the Coast Football Ramble podcast. And, of course, once again, thank you all so much for tuning in once again this week. We will see you at some point in the next 10 days or so. Uh, But until then, we'll miss you because we love you. We'll see you. Bye.
<laughs> this is when we do clever things uh, that aren't that clever. Yes. A lot of um, bloopers yes. come from this moment. We are fairly shit in this moment. <laughs> yeah. I've got one recent from you, which I don't know if it's kind of, you know, shit or or not, but the one after the cup final. Oh, about the ugly selfies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure who the shit outsery was from. I, I know. <laughs> I don't know if we want to say it on here or not, but. <laughs> Allegedly? <laughs> uh, we okay, can, we can ask the cum dog when he comes on. Yep. Next. Yeah. Next. <clears throat> <laughs> 